And we're glad that you're here with us. It is Donna Steve, but uh, Donna's off today. She's been out this week. If you've been listening to the show, you know that Don has been in a play. And this is Tech Week. She actually is going to be uh, doing the first performance tomorrow night. And so with the late nights and the, all of that kind of stuff, she's like, you know what? I'm going to be kind to you and to the listeners. <laughs> I'm going to take this week off. And so uh, we're looking forward to having her back on Monday. Looking forward to seeing the show over the weekend. But uh, in studio with us this hour is uh, a guest that we've had with us before. Love the time with Tori Martin. He knows a little thing or two about acting as well. He's uh, been in a lot of films. He's done a lot of writing. He's written books. He's produced movies. Uh, award-winning actor. And uh, Tori, welcome back, man. It's good to have you in studio here. It is so good to be back in the studio with you, and I'm excited to hear what God has in store for our visit. Well, <laughs> that, that is uh, kind of what we, we were just talking about and praying about, that God would use a conversation to maybe encourage somebody today. And what, when we uh, were communicating uh, via email, mm-hmm. um, you threw out an idea that I'm like, yes, I think this would be a fantastic thing for us to have a conversation about, because I think that this is something that many of us may know we should pay attention to, think a little bit about, but may struggle to do so. And that is the idea of tithing time. When we read about tithing in Scripture, you know, so often it's to give of your first fruits, to give monetarily, to give of your income, to give, you know, out of back in Bible times, your your produce, your livestock, your whatever, now your, your money, your income, and giving to the church, but not always thinking about tithing of time. Why do you think that's an important thing for us to consider? Uh, I wish I would have been prepared with a really smart answer. I'll just <laughs> wing it. Um, well, you know, my, one of my, I think it's my life verse is, is Philippians 2, 3, and 4. You know, do nothing out of uh, selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, think of others as better than yourself and look not to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. And for me, you know, I, I grew up being bullied. I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't have people investing in me. But then as my career started, people started investing in me mm-hmm. who thought I was invisible. So I have a, a keen awareness of others. And and I truly think I'm in this industry by accident. Everybody's way better than me. And I don't feel really comfortable. This industry, it makes it it's so me-centered. You've got to do so many Facebook posts a day. You've got to, and I just can't do it. It makes me feel fake. And I have low self-esteem anyways. But growing up friendless, when I meet friends and people who are really talented, I could talk about my friends until I'm blue in the face. Sure. And I, I, when I find someone really gifted and I look at the judges and stuff who invested in me when I was in my cabin in Alaska and brought me into this, I look for people who are skilled and who I might be able to connect in this industry somehow to advance, advance them because by advancing them, I'm actually advancing the kingdom. Mm. You know, and that's exciting. That is exciting. And that's a, a mindset that I, I think you are very aware of, but I'm not sure how many in the industry uh, have that uh, kind of mindset. I'm going to guess that most do not. How did God begin to show you that whether it's film or whether it's writing or whether, you know, you've been involved with Adventures and Odyssey, whether, whether it's whatever the project happens to be, 
bottom line, it's all about advancing the kingdom. Was that a gradual process, or did God just kind of flip a switch and turn the light on for you one day? Well, it, it's, it's, it's always been my process. When I was living in the cabin before I even came into the industry, I didn't have money. I was working as a cab post for Alaska State Parks, making moose-dropping jewelry and selling it to <laughs> tourists, remember? Yes. Um, but what I could do, because I wasn't able to tithe, I, w- I didn't make any money, was to time tithe. I could, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go help this camper. I'm going to bring firewood to this camper who I knew did not come prepared. I'm just going to bring firewood. I'm going to bring a cup of coffee to them because they forgot their coffee pot. I'll give them my coffee pot, but make sure they get it back. Work out an hourly rate, yeah. you know, um, started. I, I just looked for opportunities to tie my tithe because tithing was so important. And all I had was time. I didn't have money. And I started just reaping from 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 that in so many ways, and you know, my I got a reputation not only for making moose dropping jewelry, but also go to that go to Eagle River Campground and meet that camp host. He'll tell you some funny stories, and he'll anything you need. He he knows everything because my mind pays attention to details, people. I, I, I'm called to be single. I, I memorize all the details of the people I meet. It just happens. And then it comes at times just whenever. I'm like, oh, you know who would be great for this job would be this, mm-hmm. this person. Um, I think one of the things that's really helped me the most is I, I started with Christian artists in the Gospel Music Association, started teaching classes for the Gospel Music Association. Yeah. Then I started teaching at film conferences with filmmakers. Then I started teaching at writers' conferences, at publishers' conferences. And I'm one of the only people I know who is connected to all three industries. So I became aware of people in all three industries. And I meet these filmmakers who are on a budget, and they've got, they've got to get some music, and they're trying to find musicians. And I'm like, I'm teaching Prescott's on a budget and Secrets of Free Publicity to these musicians. They would love to have some music featured in a film. I'll tell you what, we could probably work out a deal for the first song because yeah. it'll be their break, but the second one you're gonna have to pay. And then I'll call the musician. I'm like, hey, there's this filmmaker. Would you like to be in having your music? They're looking there. Like, yes. And then sometimes it'll be a filmmaker who says, Well, we've made this movie, but now we're looking for other ways to make income for our investors. We were thinking about doing novelization. I'm like, I know all of the best authors who do novelizations. What's the genre? Could be even Marie Everson. Could be any. I, I not, because I teach with them all. Yeah. So that I'll put, make that connection, and then sometimes it'll be a novelist who's like, "I would love for this to become a movie." I know tons of screenwriters. I actually happen to be one. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be happy to do that for you. So it's meeting people in each one, and then as you hear about one project, you're like, "Do you have your crew?" Because I've got some really. I've worked with a lot of crew. I got some great crew people that you would love to work with who are good character. They, they truly are serving the Lord. Yeah. They'll keep the mood light and they're skilled. So I just love doing that matchmaking. Yeah. Well, it is, uh, I was talking with someone uh, earlier today who happened to know you. He said he is the master networker. He knows everybody in the industry, and I see that that is true. When we come back in just a little bit, I want to continue to, to talk about you know, the, the importance of seeing each and every individual. It sounds as if uh, God has really shown you the value of that, Tori. And so we're going to come back, continue. 
Hey, we're glad you're with us this hour as we're talking with Tori Martin. Tori is an award-winning actor. He's been in a lot of movies, written for Adventures and Odyssey. In fact, there's a character on Adventures and Odyssey based on Tori, which I think is fantastic. He's co-written uh, several screenplays for films, number of books, uh, including A Moose and Men and The Call of the Mild. And uh, Tori, you were just talking a few minutes ago about being able to connect people and how God is using you in that way. And it sounds as if one of the things that, that God has really given you, and I'm wondering if maybe some of us need to be a little more aware of this, is just seeing people for who they are and how God has created and wired each person so uniquely. Yep. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I and, agree. And, and so... And you also, you know, that, that law of reaping what you sow, when you invest in the lives of others, you do reap some... Times not maybe in a connection or in a monetary way, but you reap joy from their joy. You reap a reward of knowing that you've built the kingdom and made introductions. For It's just an amazing thing. Yeah, you were talking about making introductions and just the, the circles that you have been uh, able to be a part of from writers and producers and directors and mm -hmm. actors and all of these things. Uh, how have you seen God make those connections and so that there's fruit being born for the kingdom today out of that. Well, let me tell you, uh, I'll tell you a quick story about how I met Adam, Adam Drake. Yes. Um, I remember it was a Wednesday because I'm ADHD my, and OCD. My mind just remembers details. Wednesday is trash day. It's closed on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I had a dentist appointment. I drove by the trash and realized, oh, I forgot to bring the trash with me on the way to the dentist. I prayed right then as I was driving, Father, remind me to go home and get the trash. And I didn't have anybody to time tithe to this morning to connect. Show me somebody to, to time tithe to because my OCD, if I haven't done my time tithe to promote, and my time tithe is about promoting anybody else but myself. That's the rule where this industry calls you to promote yourself. I can't do it. Um, and Father, show me who to time tithe to. Went to my dentist. Sharon is the nurse there. Uh -huh. And she said, Tori, I know you do this networking connecting stuff. And there's this young guy who I go to a, this uh, church in Sparta. His father's a doctor and he wants to get into the film industry. His name is Adam Drake. Do you think you could do something to help him? He, uh, he's new and looking for opportunities. I was like, I just prayed that on the way here because I forgot the trash. And she's like, yeah. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but okay. I'm not bringing you the trash. I'm bringing you Adam Drake. Yes. <laughs> so so um, she called Adam while I was getting my teeth drilled. And after I'm, my mouth is all numb, I come out, Adam calls me. And we started talking, and then we met, and we did a short film together. And the other thing is I teach at all these conferences, and they always put me in a room with two queen-size beds. You know, hotel rooms have. Yeah. And I'm like, that is such a waste of money to have that empty bed there. But I know so many pastors and talented writers who would love to come to this conference, but they can't afford it because it's very expensive. Right. And then you've got the tuition and the room and board. And I thought, what if I start bringing some of them as my assistant so they could stay in that? And then I can make introductions for them to people in this industry. So if it was a young writer who or an older writer, it didn't matter. If, if God made a connection where somebody has a great story, but they lack the connections, I'm like... I know you can't afford to go to this conference. Give me your book, and I'll just shop it myself there because I really believe in this book. Or why don't you come and let me make introductions yeah. uh, for you? And we'll, we'll say assisted, but then you can stay for free. And and and, yeah. and, and, and I, 
love doing that. So I'm a room tither too. Um, uh, so I would bring Adam to these conferences. ICVM, I, I was on the International Christian Visual Media Board yeah. and on the National Religious Broadcasters Board. And Adam is so talented. You know you've got a great first AD if everyone still likes him at the end of... He's usually the person everybody hates. Because he's bossing people. Yeah, Yeah. he's telling everybody where to go. And you're an officer. But Adam's attitude, his heart, his everything. He's just a... He's a a God-fearing man. And his face is real. I'm like... He's going to be a blessing to whoever I connect him to because he's also really talented, and everyone likes him. Yeah, they like they like him. So um, started making connections for him, and and now he's <laughs> he's doing the chosen. I'm just so proud of him, so thankful that he had the skills to deliver when making sure. the introductions. But you know, Bill Gates. I did Bill Gates for Microsoft. I did two parties for Bill Gates way back in the day as a comedian. And he taught me this thing called the Trilogy of Trust. And usually, it takes three meetings. Do we have enough time for me to... You know what? Hold that thought. Okay. Because I'm, I'm curious. The Trilogy of Trust, I think that's a, a fantastic little uh, tease right there. So when we uh, continue the conversation with Tori Martin, we're going to find out what is that Trilogy of Trust. Because I'm, I'm pretty fascinated by this. Another thing that I think is so important for us to understand is if you're in Christ to really grasp your identity. And we're glad you're with us this morning. Don off today, but uh, sitting in a chair that Don might occupy is Tori Martin. Tori is uh, an award-winning actor, writer. Uh, he's been involved with Adventures in Odyssey, co-written uh, several uh, screenplays for films. He's written books, done a ton of stuff. And Tori, you were just talking about something that uh, we, we got to come back and figure out what you meant by this. You said you learned something from Bill Gates called the Trilogy of Trust? It's a phrase he used called the Trilogy of Trust. And the fact is it usually takes three meetings with a person before you actually know them. Yeah. So if you go to a conference, the first time you're introducing yourself, hi, my name's Tori Martin, I'm here from Alaska, I'm trying to get into the film industry, okay? Now you've got to wait a whole year to go to that same conference again. And the next time they're like, you look really familiar. Did we meet? Were you here? Yeah, yeah. My name's Tori Martin. I moved here for last. This is my second year. But the third year, your third meeting, they're like, Tori, that just happens. Okay. The only way to meet that three-meeting rule is this thing called Trilogy of Trust. And as an example, let's say that I'm Batman because I'm pretty, pretty you Pretty dark like at Bruce times. Wayne. Oh my goodness, yeah. yes. Uh, um, and Batman's friends with Superman, and he's also friends with Wonder Woman, but Superman and Wonder Woman do not know each other. And Batman thinks they should work together on a project. They'd be a great team. They could even form like a Justice League or something. So he goes to Superman and goes, Superman, I want to introduce you to Wonder Woman. She's really great. And because Superman has a relationship with Batman, he's his best friend. He knows that Batman's not going to introduce him to anybody that would be a waste of his time. So immediately upon meeting Wonder Woman, she is now at that third meet level based on the trust he has in the other person at Trinity. And Wonder Woman, the same thing. I don't know. He's, I don't even like the leotards that Superman guy wears. But if you said he's okay, and I trust you, Batman, you're my friend, I'm going to go ahead and, and meet with this person. And they meet based on that friendship of the third person. They've jumped that three meet rule. So when I was taking people to conferences, I'm making introductions for them in the industry to people I've established relationships with 
by doing that three meat rule and they automatically jump past all of that and because people trust me they're then like let me introduce you to my friend adam drake he has a great first ad he's a great man of god he's a he's the only first ad that everyone still gonna like if i didn't you've got him yeah and because they trust me and then but then the person you're introducing has got to be able to deliver or they'll never take your reference again sure and adam just delivers yeah so that's what a trilogy of trust uh, works like and that's what I love, love to do in the industry find people who are uniquely talented but could never afford to do this conference thing three times in a row and then bring them in and get them connected so we can start building the body of Christ if you're just joining us uh, Adam Drake is uh, an assistant first director who has been involved in a ton of different projects including the chosen and yes. you uh, he, he was telling me that when we met that uh, you actually were the one responsible for connecting him with Dallas Jenkins, the producer and director of the project. How, how did that happen? Well, Adam, I'll tell you. So after meeting Adam, we end up doing the movie Heavenbound, mm -hmm. which, by the way, it was filmed at his parents' house. And Adam was like, we'd worked for a couple, been working together. He's like, I want you to come meet my parents. And I'm like, oh, Adam. I'm not good with grown-ups. You know, I'm ADHD. I'm really not. Your dad's a doctor. He's going to be super smart. I'm not smart. I'm from a cabin. I'm a moose-dropping jeweler. I don't want to. But he's like, just come there. And I had this idea for this movie about a big mansion and how, you know, the whole... And I'd written the screenplay, Heavenbound. So I went with Adam to go meet his parents at this house. And as I'm walking through the house, I had my friend Rob with me and another guy, Rusty, who knew about the screenplay. And it was exactly what I had envisioned in the screenplay. And Rusty turned to me and goes, did you prophesy this place? And I'm like, I have no idea. But I wonder if they would let us make this film here. And then Adam, I told Adam about the idea, and his dad ended up being an investor. And all of that from that nursing assistant who introduced me to Adam. Yeah. I mean, and then we end up making a movie together. That is crazy. So, and I would, I call that reaping what, what sowing into his life, but reaping this unexpected benefit from it, getting able to have my first uh, movie, you know, co-producer with Adam. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. What now? <laughs> Dallas, the connection to oh, the chosen. Dallas. So I brought, uh, we entered Heavenbound at ICVM. I've known Dallas for years before that. In fact, how, how long do we have? I don't know if I can tell this story. Uh, well, you've got about three minutes. Three minutes. Okay. Dallas. Remember I told you privately, I'm like, it's never the shiny person, the big name celebrity person that you're supposed to meet. Yeah. And I have such low self-esteem anyways. But I was at the uh, Gideon Media Arts Conference and I was familiar with Dallas Jenkins' movies that he had he, he'd made. And I really wanted to, to act in something. I wanted to be directed by Dallas Jenkins. But at the time, I was still a cigarette-smoking Christian. And all the uh, young, attractive, good-looking actors really wanted to meet Dallas Jenkins, too. And there's just, and I'm not a, I, I'm like, I, I can't fight that crowd. I'm, and I'm not worthy of it. I'm, I'm just going to leave and go smoke a cigarette outside and talk to God. So I'm out in the parking lot praying. I'm like, Father, I, I just don't like the confidence to even go talk to him and I don't want to worry about it. If you want me to meet him, then you make it happen. And all of a sudden, Dallas Jenkins walks out of the bottom door on his way out. I'm in this parking lot, and it's just me and him. All the other actors, nobody else is around. Yeah. And we met and befriended, and I, I, want, I told him I'd really love to be in something by you. And then it took eight years of praying, and I, I had this prayer shirt where I write initials. I had DJ. 
Yeah. And I would I'll have to tell you about my prayer shirt. I always wore it. It was like a, a, a security thing. And eight years later, he ended up casting me in his movie, The Resurrection of Gavin Stone. And I got to play a DJ like you. I don't know if you've ever seen Resurrection of Gavin Stone, but it was a really fun scene. Um, and then afterwards, uh, Resurrection of Gavin Stone wasn't doing really good. And uh, Dallas was going to leave the church where that had made the film. And yeah. he knows I do networking. And he called me and he's like, hey, do I, writing's on the wall. I think I'm not going to be here very much longer. Do you know anybody who's looking for any directors in your networking thing? I was like, let me think about it. And then I remember meeting this lady named Tammy at NRB who had this Capernaum Studios, a little, you know, the village, okay, yeah, uh, uh, biblical village. And I was going to stop and see her in Texas on my way to this other conference. I thought, I want to check this out. I felt like that was a God introduction. Called Dallas back and I'm like, Dallas, I don't, I don't know why, but you don't, your dad's Terry Jenkins. He's written all those biblical novels. Why don't you? adapt one of those into a screenplay you could there's this great place it's got a whole set you could do it on a budget it, it's really great can i connect you to this tammy person who i met at nrb and said i got this place but i don't know how to get filmmakers here. i'm trying to get filmmakers to come use the studio and then i asked tammy would you like to meet dallas and they both agreed yep. i did the batman superman wonder woman thing introdu introduced them and i don't know what happened after that how the chosen ended up coming into i don't know how that happened but they ended up filming the first season there at that at that place. That's very cool. Talking with uh, Tori Martin, and uh, as you can tell, he is a networker <laughs> like none other, which is great. Seeing, I, I think, the value of each individual, the opportunity, how God has uh, maybe brought different people's skill sets together and just kind of making that connection. Well, the sparkle is out of the studio today, at least uh, with Don. But we have a very sparkly Tori Martin hanging out in the studio with us today. <laughs> Tori. Sparkly. Yeah, sparkly. A sparkling personality. Award-winning actor. He's been in a lot of movies. He's written for Adventures and Odyssey as well as books and uh, feature films. And, uh, Tori, I'm so intrigued by something that we've been kind of talking about throughout this hour here. And that's something uh, called the Time Tithe, where you say each day... You ask the Lord to basically show you someone that you can invest in, pour into in some way, make an introduction, do whatever. What do you remember when God kind of gave you the idea of doing that? Back when I was in in Alaska, but I I wasn't networking then. I was just time tithing and helping people, uh, meeting some fascinating people that I I wanted. Remember we we talked privately a couple minutes ago about the importance of how you want to be liked sure. sometimes. Um, and I would meet these people like Dallas or, or Adam, who I just like. I wanted so much to be friends with them, real friends, that I would look for opportunities to, to open doors for them so we could build our friendship in that process. Um, and, yeah, some wonderful, wonderful friendships have come out of, out of doing that. Lots of benefits. A lot of benefits uh, of doing that, but for many of us, we, we hear something along those lines and say, ah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm wired to do that. I, I'm not an extrovert, Tori. You must be an extrovert. No, <laughs> no, I'm a hippie hermit. Trust me. God had to pull me out of my cabin and force me to come down here because I, I came kicking and screaming, but I'm just going to be obedient, whatever you say, God. Um, no, I'm just aware. And I think because I am so shy, I observe people and pick up on qualities. 
that impressed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like you're a silent witness or an eavesdropper, and yeah, and you just become more aware. Yeah, and and with that awareness, you know, comes the oh yeah, this person, that person, whatever. You also uh, have talked a little bit about, or at least alluded to, the fact that you know there's an obedience factor in this. This is something that God has impressed upon you that that you're to do, and as you've walked in obedience, even when you've not wanted to, you've seen Him prove to be faithful. Absolutely, absolutely, and yes, absolutely. Yeah, I will say that there's there's times there's a lot of people in in the industry who are posers. You know, they're in it because it is a genre, and they just want to advance their own agenda, and they're not really a networker. They're they're a social climber, and that hurts mm-hmm. when you get used and taken advantage of. That's not a fun feeling. But then learning to forgive that is another step in your own growth. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And yeah. Well, a little bit uh, earlier this morning, we we were talking about the topic of forgiveness, and sometimes we do end up getting uh, abused, taken advantage of. And if you missed that conversation, I encourage you a little bit later today to go to our website, mymoodyradio.org, or pull up the uh, Moody Radio app and listen to Don and Steve. We're going to have that uh, there as well. Tori Martin has been with us. Uh, Great to have the conversation to kind of reconnect with you, uh, Tori, and be challenged uh, to consider doing something like what you've been doing, making that time tithe and seeing how God could use each and every one of us to accomplish his purposes, to advance his kingdom.